Hey there, listeners. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Scott Richard, and I'm one of the co-chairs for the SGO Task Force on Board Certification. Here tonight to talk with two of my colleagues. I'm Janelle Darby. I'm a GYN oncologist at Wake Forest. And I'm Kate Mills, and I'm a GYN oncologist at the University of Chicago. Thanks, Janelle and Kate. We identified through different efforts with the SGO Education Committee that there was a lot of questions about the oral boards. And so the purpose of this task force is to assist SGO members in preparing for their oral board certification. The initial phase is going to be six podcasts that we're going to present over the course of the next several months. We're happy to report that the first podcast is already available for download on Spotify. Spotify, the Apple podcast, and as well as on the SGO website. The first one was on caseless preparation. It was done with Tracy Lynn Hall and two of our other colleagues. And it's amazing. I would recommend that anyone has a chance to go to one of those platform sites, wherever you would get your podcast and download it and listen to it. I think it's a great resource and it really kind of takes a lot of the mystery out of caseless preparation. Tonight is going to be the first of remaining five podcasts that we're going to do. And the first one that's going to be very topic specific. Our goal tonight is to highlight radiation oncology and preparing for the oral boards for G1 oncology when it comes to radiation oncology. We're really pleased to announce that at the SGO meeting in 2023, we're going to have a session dedicated to board preparation. It's going to be done in concert with ABOG, and we're very excited that they're partnering with us to do that. There's going to be a representative from ABOG there to talk with us at the meeting about not only the certifying exam and take a little bit of the mystery out of it, but also to talk to us a little bit of how it's assessed and what the scoring process looks like. And we're super excited that they've agreed to do that. Additionally, we're going to have several other sessions over the course of the uh, annual meeting where we're going to have times where we can look at high yield topics and how to discuss through those uh, with people who have recently taken the boards and things that we can do from that standpoint. So we're very excited for that. And we want you to keep an eye when it comes to registering for the meeting on how to get involved with this task force and the preparation for it and look out for those and definitely join if possible. So Janelle, I wanted to ask you a question real quickly. What was your approach when it came to studying for the oral boards when it came to radiation oncology? Thanks, Scott. So I think studying for radiation oncology often gets forgotten. And, you know, I think I really minimized it initially compared to when I was studying for the other more big disease site studying. So, but I do think it is important to dedicate some time specifically to radiation oncology and make sure that you kind of factor that into your study um, calendar and preparation. And what were some of the things you did when you got to that study, Janelle? Like, how did you do that in particular? I think one of the most important things that I focused on was my own case list. I felt like it was important to really know all of the patients that I had on my list that had any kind of radiation treatment and to really know the ins and out of their like side effects and what their treatment was and really what the rationale was for any radiation treatments that I was involved in. If you had to re- make a recommendation, Janelle, to a candidate that's getting ready to take the oral boards, What would you say you would have to know about radiation oncology? Would it be how it's given throughout a bunch of different places or anything in specific? So kind of the whole gamut, I think, is up for grabs when taking the oral exam. But really, you do want to know the principles of radiation as well as how it's administered, as well as knowing treatment fields for the different disease sites and different side effects. Now, I think one of the things that was helpful for me was discussing the cases I had on my list with my local radiation oncologist. So I think often we're not the primary ones administering this treatment, and so it can be really helpful just to touch base with your radiation oncologist and make sure you have a good understanding of the rationale for all the treatment plans that were on your list. 
Kate, when I was studying for the boards, I was petrified about side effects and complications from radiation oncology. Can you give me any insight on what you did? Thanks, Scott. This is a very high yield topic in general, and I think it's important to be familiar with both the short and long term, you know, potential side effects that are common in, in some of the more serious complications. And I sort of favored understanding this in like typical timeline fashion. I think it really made it easier for me to keep that organized. And then just as an aside, I think many of us, because our fellowship time is pretty limited, we get a lesser chance to see these patients develop some of these complications over time, but just try to use the resources that are available to understand this and talk to your partners, talk to other colleagues so that you are able to talk about these things more clearly at the boards itself. Janelle, what about anything specific you looked at, like when it came to prevention strategies for radiation complications or side effects, what did you do and what did you look at? That's a good question. I think for that portion of the exam, just in general, I kind of thought through any preventative strategies that I do for my patients who receive radiation. Just some examples that we all know, like the vaginal dilators and pelvic floor physical therapy and any of those other prevention strategies that you might use on a routine basis. Excellent. So Kate, when it came to studying for radiation oncology topics, what were some of the resources you utilized? And can you talk to me a little bit about those? Sure. It's a great question. I think it's really important, again, just to highlight because our exposure to radiation oncology can be so varied from place to place. So study groups are great for this because you'll have a whole cohort of people who have seen different things and worked with different people and can really help you to consolidate not only resources, but experience and ways to express yourself clearly. If you're in a study group and you're using that, it might be worth getting one of the various sites, radiation oncologists to maybe to give a talk on the basics or to go through a couple you know, scenarios with you. You really want to use your local resources. I know personally, I got a lot out of actually just sitting down and having a conversation with one of radiation oncologists who's pretty senior just to get their perspective on radiation oncology. It's a tremendous resource. And I think most of our radiation oncologists colleagues are more than happy to help us in that way. So don't hesitate to ask questions and don't forget a tumor board. That's another opportunity to ask a question about a specific patient that can help you remember and recall these things while you're in that stressful test-taking environment. I think that's a great point. I think our radiation oncologists are just so approachable and it's such a great resource that we have right there. And tumor boards are just a great time to talk about everything. So that's, I think that's an excellent point, Kate. Thanks. Janelle, what about you? Like, what are some of the ways that you kind of looked at some of these high yield study things and what resources did you utilize? I just wanted to reiterate what Kate was saying that definitely study groups and using your local resources. I can't say enough about that. Additionally, there are a lot of online resources that are available for free through the SGO Connect Ed website. There is a fellows core lecture series that covers a bunch of high yield topics. And there is one specifically about radiation oncology. It provides a really good overview of radiation basics, as well as the treatment for each of the disease sites. Additionally, through Connected, there's also a new series that they're doing or fellows bootcamp. And then with this, again, there are a lot of core lectures on there. And there additionally are a couple on radiation oncology that also talk about the basics as well as side effects and how to treat those. And then the other online resource is is the GYO EDU website, which has a ton of fabulous lectures. They have also have several on radiation oncology topics. And actually two of the two of the talks on the GYO EDU website are the same as they have for the fellows bootcamp. So that's a little bit of a repeated source, but you can get that information from several different areas online. And that fellows bootcamp you're talking about, Janelle, is that something that anyone can access? 
That's a great question. Anyone can access it and it's free. So that's something you can sign up for. I realized too, re-looking at it recently that you will have to fill out a survey at the beginning in order to access any of the modules, but it is a free resource for anyone. That's great. And that's through the SGO Connect website? Correct. Yes. Excellent. Kate, do you remember when you were doing the radiation oncology review, anything specific that you looked at like from a review article standpoint? I know about myself that I have to do some visual review reading type of learning as much as the study groups and online digital platforms are great. I also know I'm a little old school in this regard. So I did use a couple of resources. Some of the ones that we've kind of put together for the audience, there's a great review in cancer from 2014 that was put out of a group from the Brigham. And it's a great review of complications of pelvic radiation that covers GYN malignancy. It's a great resource for everyday practice as well. And then if you have specific questions about things such as vaginal necrosis, Gynonc has a nice review that came out in 2021. And then another written resource that I wasn't familiar about until, again, I asked my local radiation oncologist was to go ahead and look up the Astro Clinical Practice Guidelines. And they have an excellent one published 2020 that covers cervical cancer. Of course, there's a lot of detail in there, but there's some really high yield tables with nice references. So you can go back and read the primary literature if you want. And then there's also an endometrial um, cancer guideline that I believe was published in about 2014. So these are some references that are widely and openly available that I think are, are super high yield when time is of the essence. I think that that's a great point to make that our time is so limited as we're trying to study for the boards and having high yield topics and access to things very quickly is going to be a a benefit to all of us. So I appreciate that. I'd like to thank Janelle and Kate tonight for taking some time and talking with us about this Uh, from the SGO Task Force for Board Certification. I want to thank you for tuning into our first topic-specific podcast, but we're happy to announce that in December, there'll be two more topic-specific podcasts being released. You can look for one on ICU and perioperative considerations, as well as another one on genetics and ovarian cancer. And those should, again, be released sometime in December on the SGO Connect uh, web, SGO on the go, Spotify, and the Apple podcast platform, as well as other podcast platforms. I want to thank everyone again for joining us this evening. Good luck with board studying. Hope to see everyone in Tampa in March of 2023. The information presented is that of the contributing faculty and presenters and does not necessarily represent the views of the Society of Gynecologic Oncology or any named company or organization providing financial support. Specific therapies discussed may not be approved and or specified for use as indicated by the faculty or presenters. If you like what you heard today, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and hitting the follow button wherever you're listening. If you have suggestions for future SGO On The Go podcasts, please email us directly at education at sgo.org.